And now, Jabroni Studios, in association with Big Herm Productions, is proud to present to you, recording from an undisclosed location in Oakdale, Connecticut, it's Chris Burns, it's Chris Lynch, this is Dysfunction Junction. You are on the train ride from hell, the non-stop to nowhere signpost up ahead says, welcome to Dysfunction Junction. Fuck yeah! <laughs> Alright, my name is Chris Burns to my immediate left. Hey Chris Lynch. And of course, our producer, Big Herm. What up? Michael Herman. Everybody's doing good this week? Yeah, it's doing great. Great week. It has been a good week. A great day. Uh, today's not been a good day. Got the little gurgle thing going on. Been feeling sluggish all day long, but the show goes on, man. Like I said, I left a Febreze on the dresser for you. Much that. appreciated. Yeah, see, I've had a, I'm, I'm a, my condolences to your belly discomfort. Yes, I've had a great day. I set up the new camera for the for the snake. For, uh, for I set up the pendejo cam, and um, if that little bastard's gonna be nocturnal and he's gonna hide all day. I'm going to put an extreme night vision camera on him and keep track of his ass. That's right. You want to see what your money paid for. That's right. Uh, news out of the Supreme Court last Thursday. Did you see it? That the uh, Supreme Court, Court, pardon me, easy for me to say, voted 6-3 to three to stop the federal mandate on uh, vaccines, which, again, it, go, it goes back to what they said the Supreme Court in the well, decision. It, in, in they stopped it in non-medical yes. facilities. Correct. So it, it, it doesn't, if you still work in, if, if you, you work still work in, in the medical in field, field, fuck off. It's too bad. You're gonna have to suck it up. But, and I, can, I, I think it should be. I, I read their I read their reasoning behind it, yep. and it's true. Like if you're not if you're part of that system, your job is to facilitate everybody getting healthier. Yeah. And there you go. And but, you don't you don't know who you're coming in contact with every day, and what precisely what, what bug they may be may be, may be shedding, and right, you know. right. It's exactly. a it's a gamble either way. I wish they had a vaccine for the gurgle, man, because I would take three jabs of that right now and a bottle of Pepto. I might have some Pepto downstairs. I was say Imodium, bro. I'll get, give you a Pepto enema. Secrets I don't of need men an over enema. over forty five. What is your favorite antacid? What is your favorite antacid? Go back and check out that episode. We had so much fun on the men over. We're gonna have to ask that question. What is Herm's favorite antacid? Did, did we get an answer on that? On yes, that we show? did. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. Was it we like did. uh? It is uh, the. It is, no, it's the alcohol. Seltzer flavor chews. That's right. Strawberry, orange. They're like big adult belly saving menthos, man. <laughs> oh, the shit we do here. Uh, no, I wanted to make that point real quick. I don't know if anybody's <clears throat> got any quick hits. Um, obviously, football yesterday. Some people went home happy. Uh, lots of upsets. The, the rest and, of the cowboy fans yeah, and the re- and yeah, um, you know, cowboy fans. Did are you now- see the video of the guy beating the shit out of his TV and then shooting it shooting five it times? Five times. Yes, <laughs> a friend I saw of mine. That. He was just a little mad. Somebody said, "Hey, I hope we got the extended warranty." <laughs> right, dude. Look at it this way. I again. When you see the football team that I wear on my hat more often than not is the Atlanta Falcons. I've never gotten that mad watching a fucking <clears throat> sporting event. It's there's nothing you can do to change the outcome. It's it not worth getting that. It doesn't change your life in any way, shape, or form. Because other guess than, what? Next season they could come back and win it all. Sure, but the and I apologize for my voice too. It's a little crackly. I don't understand why. It's not the vid, I can he's, tell you that. He's finally going through puberty. <laughs> I know, man. It's only taken 49 years. It's the left beautiful. Nut, the left nut's about to drop. It's time to change. <laughs> Damn it, you beat me to it. <laughs> that was fucking coming. Well, an- Fuck off. Another thing that happened in, in the last week. Fuck your pick. <laughs> Go ahead in the last week. Hit it. Um, <clears throat> the amount of coaches that got fired 
Was and it? rightfully so. Yes. Eight, eight coaches? Yes. Yep. And well, it happens every year. Every year. Uh, true. But everybody it, loses and they're like, fuck this, we're cleaning house. It's the but some of the Well, some of the coaches you look at, their records really weren't that bad. No, but you get. Highlighting this season. You know, they say about every sport, if you're playing for anything other than to try to be the best and be the champion, then you're doing, you're doing, you're doing it, wrong. it wrong. Yeah. So when you get hired as a coach, you can have 10 wonderful seasons. If you've not sniffed the playoffs or the Super Bowl, you're out of a job. And, this, you know, the same could go for our, our presidents all throughout history. If you're not doing the job, we're going we're gonna to vote you out next right, time. Right, and even more so, you literally, as a coach, I know what your contract is and what you, what it says, but you are literally working on a season-to-season basis. Right, because... If you do cut, great this season, it's fucking expected next. And if you don't, well, next, gone, we're going to try somebody else. I think the only person right now that is safe by any metric is Bill Belichick. But yeah. he's coming off a dynasty run... One of the longest tenured coaches right, there right, is right, right, right now. Right. Bill, they're, 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 they're gonna have, there's a lot of mitigating circumstances with him as far as... Naked pictures of the owner. Right. Rub and tug with uh, Robert Kraft down in Miami. God bless him. <laughs> good man. Good man. I know, right? Good man. But I just... They're uh, all just jealous. I, I am going to say that I'm looking forward to <laughs> Saturday when, as a lifelong Packer fan, I am looking forward to this game coming up. <laughs> Fuck are you laughing at? The lifelong Packer fan. I am a lifelong Rob. Packer fan. Since last week. Yes. <laughs> Sold to the highest bidder. For a nickel and a potato chip That's that right. looks like Abraham Lincoln. And the fact that we all sat in the same room together yesterday, and Skip not only screwed me on a deal, he screwed Mark on a deal, and they had a deal in place for Mark to root for the Cowboys. Skip fucked him over, and they lost. Good. Fuck you. That's what you get for not buying the 12-pack of Miller Lite, the Guinnesses, and the spicy chicarons. So fuck you sideways with a stick. See, I'm on the Bills tip. I am on a Bills bandwagon. I am a lifelong Bills fan right now. You seem like a lifelong Bills fan. Because, because, and only because... The, the 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 head chef at work is a complete Bills fan. And basically, I was talking to him. And if the Bills win the Super Bowl, I get a $2 raise. So I'm a Bills fan. So I figure I get the best deal because it, it, it goes forever. It's win, win, win. It's a really a win, win. <laughs> right. I'll be praying for the Bills. You know, the boss I'm uh, the boss likes me cuz I'm a Bills fan and I might get more even more money. Will somebody be throwing bildos onto the field like oh they did this so. last week? I hope so. That was All so of goddamn funny. That was hilarious. The entire end zone throwing bildos in. That was beautiful. So your slate of games coming up this week. The four-seed Bengals travel to Tennessee to take on the Titans. The 49ers will get on a plane and go to the frozen tundra to meet my Green Bay Packers. Go 49ers. The winner of tonight's NFC matchup will go to Tampa Bay and face the Bucks. And the Bills, Herm's favorite team since I've met him earlier on today, will take on... <laughs> The Kansas City Chiefs. So yeah. as a lifelong Bills fan, I know your son is a Chiefs fan. How is that going to work out with fam- Familia de Herm? Fuck him. There you go. With a cactus. I'll get rid of him and make another one. I, I, shit. 
I, I'll get rid of that one. I got two more younger than him that look just like him. I make the same model. It's all there is to it. <laughs> I just, you know, I pray, blonde hair, blue eyes. It's all there is. I pray I'll for make the, another one. I, I pray for the two younger ones because if they grow up to look like Sasquatch, it's not going to be good. Oh yeah, you have three Sasquatches. He looks pretty good though, dude. He's lost a lot of weight. Lost a lot of weight, keeping his shit, you know, trimmed up. Doesn't look like a wild man from Borneo. Nope, he's doing pretty good right now. Good, good. Anything so you want to add to the tip? Um, no, I think that's pretty good. Well, I did hear, I did hear a joke this week. That we, do, I, we do have a, we have a, we have happy birthday posthumously to Benny, Benny White. White. Yes, would have been a hundred today um, as we record this. Yep. So, uh, you know, if you're listening and you hear this. Um, donate five bucks to your local to a, a to a local animal shelter, and um, leave the ASPC alone. alone, and leave PETA alone. Just do something local. If you want to donate to a really good local rescue, East Coast Canine Rescue out of Franklin, Connecticut, um, one that I personally work with, and um, yeah, I, I got agree- friends that, that do Wings of Freedom out of the Plainfield one. Yep, and I agree with what Herm said. Do not. Do not give money to PETA or the ASPCA. They they do nothing with that money, and it goes right back into the pockets of the owners. Yeah, it, it goes it's, right into the into the CEO's <clears throat> pocket. That that whole those two organizations are just big shams to get people to to play on your heartstrings to to adopt an animal, and you don't know what you're getting. We we have an extreme vetting process before you even get to meet the dog. We do background checks. We do interviews. We do the whole nine, and we have people that match you for the right dog. And the right dog for the right person. So, again, happy birthday, Betty. Up in heaven. Miss you. I was watching Girl Golden Girls the other day. Kind of brought, kind of brought back some memories. There you go. Sitting around with Grandma Lynch. Nice. Her favorite, her favorite show. <laughs> I think everybody, if you were over 40, loved that show when it was first run. So, interesting fact. <clears throat> the, the women on that show, when that show debuted... Rue McClanahan was 47. Yeah. Estelle Getty was in her 60s. She actually played... No, she was... I think she was 60. Uh, she Estelle, was actually Estelle, younger Estelle, than Dorothy. I was going to say, Dorothy. Uh, Dorothy. Estelle and Betty were actually the same age. Um, Dorothy was the next... I think Dorothy was older than both of them. Yes. And Rue McClanahan was technically the baby of the group. Yeah. All right, so now look at the Sex and the City cast, if you, li- if you <laughs> even dare. They're all older now than those women were back in the '80s when that yeah. show debuted. Right. So that just—it's a gauge of like how back in the '80s how we viewed old people. Yeah, and now here we are, old people. Now here I am knocking at fifty. You're knocking at fifty. Yeah. He's got a little bit behind us, but he's got—he's—he's he's down a lap. But you know, I'm, I'm 49 next as of a week from yeah, tomorrow. He, he's yeah. got a half a lap to catch up, you know. He'll he'll be on there. Get four I, tires I started and some scratch, gas. bro. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I I heard this joke this week. I was watching. I, was, I fell down the YouTube rabbit hole. Oh lord. No, it, it's it's I don't know. I may, I may offend somebody, but I don't really give a fuck. So I was watching this uh Filipino comedian. He plays guitar on stage and does little songs and shit. And it's a quick joke and he says, "You know, I was brought brought up a Christian." And I was always thinking that I wanted to start a Christian safe sex organization. And the audience just goes, huh? He's like, yeah, I'm going to name it Just the Tips. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's funny. I think it's funny. You get a smattering of applause for that? Yeah. 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 You in the back. Did you hear that? Oh, no. Here they come. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It oh. took him a minute to understand the joke. Just the Tips. Just the Tips. I like that. That's pretty good. <laughs> 
All right, so the gurgle is real. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we are going back to the hat, and I've got a special surprise for everybody. So uh, sit tight. We'll be right back. That is some good music. Welcome back to the train ride from hell, the nonstop to nowhere dysfunction junction. Fuck yeah. Yeah, we're, yeah. Gonna, we're, we're bringing back questions from the hat, but one of the complaints I got from a few people the last time we did this was, why don't we have a woman's perspective? All these answers, we're giving these macho man answers and whatnot. I thought, how cool would it be to get a woman's perspective? True. So true. on the phone with us from the deepest, darkest recesses of Massachusetts <laughs> is my old high school friend, Herm's old high school friend. It's Miss Dawn Beaudry. Dawn, how are you doing tonight? I am doing well. All right. Well, Excellent. Herm's going to explain the rules. This is how Questions from the Hat works. All right. Okay. So, so here's how Questions from the Hat works. We have had a week, and we have all come up with five questions. No rules on the questions, ladies and gentlemen. We have um, all kinds of shit going on in the hat. But um, we're going to pick questions at random, and then the three of us who usually answer. But tonight... Uh, given our special uh, on-the-phone guest, we are going to do answers from the four of us and get a little bit of a woman's perspective. All right, so we're going to start off with, all right, with our first question. The first question is, when you were, and who wants to answer the first question? Let's give it to Dawn, ladies first. All right, when you were seven years old, what did you want to be when you grew up? Wow. Oh, how? Let me see where I was living in Illinois. So, um, that's a good question. That's a long time ago. Do you know how old I am? Yes, same age as we are. Yes, old. <laughs> old as dirt. Yeah, but she still looks good and we all look like melted candles. That's all right. <laughs> um, honestly, I think I wanted to be a dentist like my dad. Very nice. Very nice. But Back then, I didn't know how disgusting it was. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need it. I don't need bacteria, Jones. You know what I mean? Yeah, my hand in people's mouths. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> Depending on the person, there's different other things I'd rather put in their mouths. Either my foot or next. Anyway, moving right anyway. along. Anyway, anywho, uh, it's your show. Tell us who's next uh, to answer. So you, you're next. Wow, I wanted to be two things. I wanted to be the starting center fielder of the New York Yankees, or I wanted to be literally Bob Backlund. Wow. Yeah, I literally wanted to be like, like if you could clone Bob Backlund, that's who I wanted to be. That's awesome. Thank you. Lynch? He thought so, too. <clears throat> I also have two two things I really wanted to be. Number one was an astronaut, and number two was a firefighter. Hmm. Nice. Very nice. You came close to one of those because you are a space cadet. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right, so I guess that's me. That's so, you. Um, when I was seven, when <clears throat> I wanted to grow up, um, I wanted to be Julia Child. Nice. Her beard is better than yours. Yeah, it is. It is. She's definitely got bigger shoulders than I do. Um, but yeah, uh, when I wanted, I wanted to grow up and be Julia Child, bro. Not so bad. I guess I, I kind of hit the mark a little. I guess you did. Um, you're, you're in the right field. I'm, I'm kind of right there, you know. Uh, Noble Smokehouse, Mystic, Connecticut. If you guys are in the neighborhood, check out the best barbecue in the county. Cheap plug. Cheap plug. Got to do it. Um, All right. So new, another question. This better not suck. This better not suck. And it's late, so I better not have to think hard on it. Mr. Lynch, what was your favorite childhood TV show? Ooh. Oh. 
Can you like say like age wise childhood? Because there are so many different. So, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna confess. I wrote that question down, and my questions all have a theme. Your childhood. Nice. Um, I'm talking from like when you can first remember watching a TV show, say four or five years old, up until the point where you became old enough to be like, well, this is dumb. I'm gonna watch something different. So like your best elementary school, right? You're, yeah. you're like you're like your formative years. Four, four to twelve ish. Yeah, for your formative years. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can see that. All right. All right. So what was your show? Um, I never watched Sesame Street a lick in my life. Yeah. I thought I thought the puppets were creepy. <laughs> um, I did like Mister Ro- Ro- Mister Rogers' Neighborhood as a young young kid, and my other one as I got older, Brady Bunch. Okay. <laughs> I would watch that on repeat every day, 3.30 in the afternoon after getting off the school bus. Before I started homework, I'd watch the episode and nice. move along. Okay. I don't know what it was, what the appeal was. Marsha. I think it was Jan. Marcia. Jan? I don't know. Maybe. It's Cindy. It the explains Cindy with the big tail. And the little lisp. Mm. The... <laughs> Well, so wow. you, well, he, he 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 went for the lisp right away. So years later, when the Brady the Brady movie came out and they made that that whole joke about Greg and Marsha sleeping in the same bedroom, yeah, I found that so goddamn funny. Oh yeah, you know, you knew if you knew then what if you knew then what, what you, you knew know now, now, yeah, right, right, the wink and the nod, right. Because, All right, uh, so Dawn, what was your favorite childhood TV show? Oh my god, this is gonna date me, but I loved I Dream of Genie. Wow. Oh, that, right. That's another good All right. one. All right. Nice. All right. All right. And I'm going to go just so I don't repeat the same shit, but I'm going to repeat this again. Um, from the time I was old enough to get off the bus, um, my favorite TV show was The French Chef. All right. Um, I would get off the bus. Uh, I was in afternoon kindergarten. I would get off the bus at the bottom of the hill, and you know where that is. Yeah, I know. I would run up the hill, run in the house, grab my composition book, turn on the TV, and lay on the floor and watch Julia Child cook. I almost wish I, by... li- I almost wish I lived on that street because watching you run as a child would have been funny as fuck. Yeah, 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 for real. And then it would it was always followed by it was an hour of it was um, that, and then it was followed by. Uh, the Frugal Gourmet with Jeff Smith. Oh, I love oh, wow. him. I love him. And I good truly dude. love Jeff Smith. Yeah. And it's the reason I have my Jade Fish. Yeah. Um, okay. But yeah, those were my, those were as stupid as they sound. Those, that was uh, through everything. Above everything else, I had to watch that show No, I, I think the stupid meter is about to be pegged right now because even today, 49 years old, if I see it on HBO Max or wherever, the 1960s version of Batman. That yes. cheesy, campy, so cheesy pow, campy. zap. Oh, but as a kid, I ate that shit up. Yes. And even now I watch it, I'm like, wow, this is really yes, terrible. It, it, and, and it, it was horrible. But I love it. But as a comic book fan, it was a more true form oh, yeah. of the to, uh, homage to the true comic books. <clears throat> with the bams and the pows and the spinning... It, it sucked. I'm almost I'm almost great. ashamed of myself that you guys all came in with great picks and I took Men in Tights. Heard Men in I don't, Tights. I don't think Batman's a, a bad pick. I don't, I don't either, I, but it's a chi- it. the childhood thing. Right, it's a childhood thing. See, I was a latchkey kid, so I, I cooked myself my own my own snack when I got home. I did my own homework, you know, as I got older. So I spent Are a lot of Are you going to die? No. Please no. don't die. Please don't die. We have to get that t-shirt made. <laughs> I know. Um <laughs> 
Yeah, but so, when you said Batman and you were saying the POW and all that stuff, everybody who watched it could, in their mind, see it. See right, it. like when you said the POW and the blam, I can see that on the screen. POW, blam. Kablooey was one yeah, of my favorites. Kablooey. <laughs> Like, how much acid were they taking when they wrote this show? Uh, Burgess Meredith as Copious the penguin. Oh. Eartha Kitt as Catwoman. <laughs> there were three, there were three Catwomen yeah, on that show. It was show. a really great show. Yeah. All right, here we go. Next question. All right, who wants it? We're going to go with you. We're going to go with me, okay. All right, what's one thing you've always wanted to do, but don't quite have the balls to do? Wow, skydiving, easily. Um, I'm afraid of heights, first thing. And if you're going to be on an airplane with a door wide open with another dude strapped to your back, I'm no, I, I'd be shitting myself sideways. See, now my thing with skydiving is, is I'm not afraid to do it. My issue is, is I don't want to have to go through the doubles thing. Just give me a goddamn parachute and put me in a plane and let me jump. Right. And if I'm going to do it, I want to be on the better side of when you finally reach the ground. I don't want to be the guy where they're like scraping me off with a spatula because my chute didn't open. Right, right, right. I mean, if it happens, it happens. But I truly, the reason I haven't gone skydiving is because I don't want to do all of the the tandem the double tandem double crap to do it. I want to go skydiving. Okay. I don't want to be attached to somebody. I just don't have the balls to do it. It's that simple. All right. Lynch. So he stole my primary answer <laughs> because I am a deathly afraid of heights. Um, I look at a plane, if it's perfectly operational, there's no fucking reason to jump out of it. Amen. <laughs> um, the other thing, honestly, is scuba diving. I am very, very claustrophobic. And putting the mask on my face, the regulator, strapping all the equipment on you, it's like having an iron blanket hug you and that you feel like you're you're like kind of trapped. Ooh, okay. And that's why I don't like confined spaces. You know, I, it's something I still always want. I, I'll... I'll Free dive or snorkel, which is... I was going to ask you about snorkeling, but did, you kind of answered it. My wife and I did snorkeling down in Barbados and through the Caribbean and, and uh, the Bahamas when we were on our honeymoon. That I was comfortable with because I can control that. But, you know, what if something went south when you're 100 feet down with a with a tank full of oxygen on your back and you just start having that panic? Yeah, I you can know, see that. You know? Um, but yeah, I think scuba diving is probably something I would, it's on my bucket list to do, hopefully within the rest of my life. All right. And Don, what's one thing you've always wanted to do, but don't quite have the balls to do it? And I am 100% in agreement with skydiving. Now, I've been up in hot air balloons. I've been parasailing. I've jumped off amazing cliffs in Hawaii. Done that too. So the, it's not the height thing. It's just, and you're right, it's jumping out of an airplane. <laughs> you just, you just it's that i'm not afraid of heights i don't like falling out of bed or jump out of a fucking plane yeah i've been scuba diving i've done all that stuff no problem it's just the skydiving and one of my girlfriends her and her husband and their daughter did it and she's like you've got to do it and i'm like i want to do it but i don't i i couldn't do that jump and you have to be sober to do it, so there's no way I could do it. Oh, that, that kicks me out right now. That throws you out. Yeah. Right? Yep, yeah. I'm done. It's not the fall that kills you. It's that sudden stop at the end. There, I don't want to get tested. They might find blood in my alcohol system. <laughs> right. All right, so then I guess it comes down to me. All right, so all right, so you guys been to Six Flags, right? Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. All right. yeah. You're walking around Six Flags, and then these two big-ass fucking cranes 
with when and there's this little tiny ball sitting nope. on the ground and they stuff you inside this little tiny cage and they pull you back like a slingshot and they put mm-hmm. you up. I have always wanted to do that and I am not afraid of heights. I am not afraid of hanging out up there. I'm not afraid of any of that. My biggest fear is doing that and something goes wrong yep. on the equipment. Well, they got me. Uh, like well, when they pull me back and let me go, like something lets go and I they just fucking slingshot me. You end up looking like a Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, like I, I, I end up out. Uh, yeah, like it's gone. And next thing I know, I'm dead on the highway just in a. In and, a it, and when you fall, it's a little poof. <laughs> I'm somewhere in Springfield, Mass. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, a friend of ours, Lynch knows him, Jim Lalamere. Yes. We um, we all went up to Six Flags one year, and they got me on that stupid thing where three dudes lay on the canvas, and they bring you up about seventeen bazillion feet in the air. Yes. One guy holds the rip cord, and you just swing freely. I am deathly afraid of heights. They each they each bribed me. I got fifty bucks from each dude, and all the beer I could drink that day. I got off that thing, and I kissed the ground. I did. Nope, not again. I, you're staring basically dead ass at the concrete. Yeah, like, on this stupid thing. No, I'm totally good with the heights. Like hot air ballooning. Ben done that. Done the whole, done all of that. I'm not even afraid to bungee jump. It's literally just that apparatus that scares the I got hell you. out of me. All right, you're stuck in a hamster wheel. <laughs> yeah, you're stuck in a hamster ball. And... Whose bright idea was it to get a woman's perspective anyway? Yours. Thank you, dumbass. The guy to my right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> All right, Lynch. Who can you say influenced you the most growing up? That's an easy question. Easy answer, my father. Yeah. Uh, probably one of the brightest guys I've ever met. Ever, ever had the, the pleas- pleasantry of knowing. Uh, taught me a lot. Um, not like he was a Rhodes Scholar or, or anything like that, but he always gave the interesting perspective on a situation and if he wanted to learn something, he'd pick, pull out the manual, he'd read it, and he could do it. Why didn't he just Google it? Uh, I know. Well, we didn't have that Google machine back then. Bad. I know. We had the encyclopedia. <laughs> but no, he, he, he taught me that if you want, you want to learn something or do something, you've got to study and work long and hard to be comfortable to do that task. You said long and hard. You said long and hard. <laughs> you guys are assholes. So um, many times. Um, it's too easy it's low hanging fruit <laughs> where's your buzzer <laughs> oh, hold on I'll get that for you real quick as Chris knows I'm a I don't hold back I, I just <laughs> we weren't I... buzzing you I'm buzzing myself you're good I was just a little late to, late on the trigger finger alright so Don who your turn to answer the question I'm going to say my mom she was an English teacher and still until she had kids she, my dad was in the military 23 years. We did the moves. Now she's like this four foot eight, shortest little thing. But if you give her an attitude, she's going to put you in your place. And she raised my brother and I throughout all the moves, and the moves were a lot. And she's still to this day, I mean, she's a tough cookie. She's had three heart surgeries, she had three heart surgeries in three years. Jesus. She was in a coma for on the second one for three months, came through it. Nobody thought she would. And I'm talking to God going, you can't handle her up there right now. So <laughs> because she will, she, you can't handle her. Good. Great. So, Get that if, woman a cape. Four, Seriously. I, four foot eight with seven, four foot eight with seven pounds of attitude, uh, seven feet of attitude and perseverance. Oh 
That is my mom. Yep. Wow. Nice. The Spitfire. Like, just total Irish. We have the Irish, French, Italian, German, all mix. And she will tell you where to go. And Nice. He almost got my dad in big trouble in the military because they used to have these big functions. And my dad was captain. And so it was all the officers and everything. And she would stand up on the table and go, listen, us women have to go to the bathroom. So please stop speaking so we can go. And my dad was, thank God he was friends with the higher ups because my mom was just, that was my mom. That might be the literal term mortified, mortified. as your wife is standing on a table. We got to pay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sweet <laughs> Jesus. This is your husband shitting his pants. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Who's next? You? Uh, yeah, it'll go, it goes to me. I guess you're, you can do last. I'll go last. Uh, for me, um, uh, answer the question would be my dad. Um, my dad and I had had it kind of rough when we were uh, were younger, and it took us to quite a while to um, to figure out our our uh, our get along. Um, but as I grew older, um, I saw a lot of what he said to in a different light, and um, I'd have to say it was my dad. My dad is pretty much who I I I aspire to be. He's he's just a good man. Yeah. And that that's what I try to be. Absolutely. And and taking a little from everybody, with the exception of being a four foot eight woman, I'm gonna go <laughs> with my grandfather for all the same reasons. Hard working, took care of business. When he said something it carried weight and just told me, Be you, but be the best you you can be. Well that's, right. what, that's something my dad always said. And when he would ask me to help him do something, I I would always say, Well, I don't know how. Well, guess what? You're going to learn today. You're going to learn today. You're going to learn, learn today. <laughs> All right. All right. So next question. Here it is. We're going to go with Chris. What, I feel like I'm being set up. What is your favorite Pixar movie? Do I have a favorite Pixar movie? Oh, Pixar. Oh. Um, I'd have to think. Um, Because uh, uh, I don't watch a lot of that stuff. Uh, uh, yeah. Pick one. What's a good one, Lynch? Oh, there's a bunch of them. I know what mine is. Okay. I know what mine is, too. There's a shitload of them. Was Toy Story a Pixar movie? All of them. Well, then I'm going with Toy Story. One of the, that was the there first Pixar. There you go. All right. After, Actually, the first Pixar was... Oh, uh, the... the um Wasn't the little toaster? The little toaster. Technically a Pixar oh, movie. A short movie. Mm-hmm. But uh, that, they started working on that in 1987. Tom Hanks did all the voice work for that. And then Steve Jobs sold Pixar to Disney. Okay, that makes sense. And with it. All right, so nice. Don, what's your favorite Pixar movie? Oh my god, I would have to say it was Toy Story. I don't know if Cars is Pixar. It is. Okay, because I watch that daily ten times a day with my son, <laughs> and I love the movie. But if I say, "Come on now, though," <laughs> I'd be like. She was running in the other direction. I, I was the same way. I was the same way. Mikey was in Mikey at that age, uh, four or was in, so into that movie. He he would sit in the living room, put it on, and he would act the movie and say all the lines. Mikey thought he was Lightning McQueen for about a year and a half. He pretty much thought he was Lightning. McQueen. <laughs> all right, um, but it, I I will have to say, and 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 the second would be Ratatouille. Because I love that movie. That's a great movie too. Yeah, and that that I and that that's where I'm going. Um, my favorite <laughs> Pixar movie is Ratatouille. 
the whole chef movie just is it's beautiful i love it i have so much catching up to do watch i gotta watch some of these movies <laughs> all right so oh my, my so many of them i, I feel like a that. retard eating a watermelon right now i just can't <laughs> i wish i had a watermelon <laughs> <laughs> don't eat the green side right um my favorite pixar movie in the last several years has been up Oh my god! Awesome movie. Um, yeah. Okay. Pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Are you pre-reading again? No. no okay. I'm not. If, I'm not. You, if you don't cry, then are the... you allowed to do that? What pre-read? pre-read? No, I'm not pre. No, we don't pre-read any questions. I literally <laughs> just have one in my hand, waiting for it to go next. That's a, yeah, na- I, and it. again, my mistake. Much like last time, my mistake. I just looked over. You saw you having a new paper. I'm like, are you pre-reading? Nope. No pre-reading. Okay. So anyway, up. If you don't cry within the first ten minutes of that movie in the montage of the old man. Sure. Uh, Jesus Christ, right in the feels. And it's such a good story, you know? I'll take that. Yeah. I'll take that. Now I got to watch these fucking movies. See, now you got to watch a bunch of fucking Pixar I've movies. seen Toy Story and I've seen Cars, so I'm good. I got, I'm, only, I'm two for two right now. Good. Moana's good. Moana's good, too. Only because The Rock is in it, and it, he it's just no, so unexpected. Moana's awesome, all right? Yeah. Moana is way better. And First of all, Ariel should not even be included in a Disney princesses thing. All right. First of all, Ariel did what she did for Dick. Yeah. Moana did what she did to save her people. There's the winner. Yep. There all right. Go. Yes. I will say I 100% agree on that was an awesome movie. Looking awfully smug over there, Herm. Come on now. <laughs> I only get two or three of these a year, bro. Come he's on. Got the, he's got the fuck you face on. All right. So <laughs> don't hurt your shoulder. Throw, fatten yourself on the back. Fuck you, Ariel. Yeah. All right. All right. So, ne- so next question. All right. So here it is. All right. Your sig- oh, your significant other gives you a hall pass. Name. Oh, this is easy. Name one celebrity and one regular person you would use it on. All right, I'll go. Yeah, good. <laughs> I'll go. About time you go first. All right, so hall pass. All right, so um, my one celebrity uh, would be Faith Evans. Nice. Faith Evans. All right. Back nineteen 1990s, Faith Evans, like looking all juicy and the queen of hip-hop soul. All right, all right. All right, and my one regular person... Would be, um, there's a girl that I used to work with when I worked at um, the strip club. Okay. Really great girl. Um, we're going to call, we're going to, we're, we're going to call her Frankie. Sparkle. Uh, no, Cinnamon. Frankie, Frankie. Destiny. No, I did have a, a stripper named Delicious though. Um, the uh, I got nothing. I got nothing for that. Oh, right? All right. So, and my one regular person um, and, and would be, um, would be Frankie. Okay. There it is. All right. It's your show. Tell us who's next. You. Oh, you. fuck me. All right. No, I'm not fucking you. Well, I'm not, you're not on my list. Uh, <laughs> my whole pass, uh, it's been the same for 10, 15 years now. And I figured Jody Arias and somebody else. <laughs> That's a different kind of... I figure that covers both the famous and the regular. I don't need a hall pass. I need to be a prison guard to do that. But Jody Arias was pretty sexy. Scary as shit, but still pretty sexy. I'm going with uh, Celebrity, Eva Longoria, all day long, all twice right. on Sunday, no take backs. And my regular person, I choose Dawn, and I've, I, that's been my hall pass since high school. Nice, nice. Salma Hayek <laughs> is doing some amazing things, just looking as lovely. How delicious. can a woman that close to 60 look, 60 look that goddamn gorgeous? I don't know, but have you watched some of Did you watch some movies? Yeah. Did you watch The Hitman's Bodyguard's Wife? Yes. 
goddamn, she's beautiful. Speaking Ooh. of beautiful, we'll have Lynch take up the uh, main event. Dawn, you got your hall pass ready. Who is it? It would have to be Jason Momoa. So I almost saw that coming. He just is. Jason the mower. He's yummy. He is yummy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Dip him in honey and call him a biscuit. Oh, my Lord. The lawnmower, man. Um, I'm sorry. All right. So who's who's your regular person? That is a tough one. It's not easy. and that would have to be somebody I adored. Oh my God, this is hard to say. Just let it tumble, have, woman. Let it tumble. It would have to be you. Yay! <laughs> let it go. Let, let it, it go. go. You're, you're looking awful smug over there. I sir. got the fuck you face on right now. Thank you very much. <laughs> no, he was always great. Always attracted, it just never worked out because either I was dating somebody or like in my senior year of high school I was engaged. Not nothing we were, none of that is my fault, by the way. But we were just like the bestest friends and just he, he was somebody that I could just like talk to and yeah. I, I was friend zoned before it was cool. Heard friend zone. There you go. Cool. Friend zone Jones. Friend, exactly. Friend zone Jones right there. All right. And Speaking of Jones, let's get your picks. I was gonna say and Lynch. All right, so Mike already mentioned my celebrity, uh, Salma Hayek. I thought you were going to say Julia Child and have us all on the ground <laughs> laughing. One can only hope. Right? So you I wa- take the penis. <laughs> <laughs> you put it in the pudding. <laughs> anyway, um, I watched From Dust Till Dawn with Salma Hayek in it about two weeks ago. And then I saw her recently in The Hitman, Bodyguard's Wife. How does somebody get that more attractive? The older she gets. I, I think it literally okay. has to do with the I, age we... Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, Don. Was that a good movie? Because I really wanted to... I really it was excellent. To... It, it, it was very good. from Salma's tits, it, uh, <laughs> if we remove that element, the movie is still excellent. Yeah, it was a very good movie. I think the answer to your question is, is got to be a combination of good, clean living and she made a deal with the devil, and she's going to have to pay with her soul. Well, well that, and you look at her, that, you can... but you, you've also got to see that she's kind of not super much older than we are. She was only, say, maybe 10 years old. I'm going to go to the Google are. machine while you tell me this. Go All right, ahead. so I think we've grown up with her, and we, we've also matured. So the women that we're finding sexy at 50 is... She's still in that group, that yeah, relative a, age group. Still in that radar. You know what I mean? Kind of like Alyssa Milano. Still same or thing. Sophia Vergara. Ver, what is it? Sophia Vergara. Sophia Vergara, right, yeah. Right, oh, right. Jesus oh, Christ. She, number one is hilarious. Number two, she's gorgeous. Yes, she is. I would, but I, I just I'll, can't. I can't listen fine. to her talk too long. <laughs> <laughs> it's a hall pass. She doesn't need to talk other no, than poppy, poppy. That's what I'm saying. It's a hall pass. Um, the answer to your question, Salma Hayek was born September 2nd, 1966, making her 55 years old. Yeah, see, so she's relatively within the same age group, so yes. we'd, we'd all hit that. So my regular person uh, was a girl I went to high school with. Again, same situation with you and Chris, Don. Um, we had tried, but we were always in, like, just ships passing in the night, and we were always in different relationships. We tried it, and it was just weird. Um but we still remain friends to this day. So and that's awesome. That's yeah, cool. Yeah. I mean, you know, 
I, I, now I love her like my sister. You know, I'm very protective of her, and I, I watch out for her best. So interest. you're into that Tennessee shit. <laughs> But a ding 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 ding. I love her like my sister. For real, I was like, I'd like you to meet. A guy you heard the same thing I like, did. I'd like you to meet my wife and my sister. And there's only one woman standing there. Um, my uncle daddy. <laughs> Moving right along. All right, oh, next, all right, next question. Next question. What is the Are you worst? Still there? Yeah, we're we here. got you. Can you hear us? Okay, no, I dead air, and I'm not used to it because you guys don't stop talking. You're worse than women. That's literally we what we do Monday nights to it's, give you free entertainment every single Wednesday. Every, every week. All right. So, all right. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta give Mike a minute. He's learning to read. I, I just, I never learned to read. <laughs> what is the worst movie you ever saw? Wow. Um, for a plethora of reasons, I'm going with Twilight. Um, I, I dig the story. Uh, my wife at the time was reading the books. And I was like, you know what? Just give me the book. I'll read it, but you have to read one of my books. And she took my book. She was thoroughly bored by sociopolitical science and whatnot. And I was bored to tears by Twilight. But the story was solid. Then you go watch the goddamn movie, and we're in a theater in Ocala, Florida, with a bunch of 13-year-olds. Every fucking scene, guys. You're like, oh, my God. That's, that's different from the book. You remember in the book when he did this, and he put his finger in his butt? And all? I'm like, shut up. Seriously, I didn't pay 15 bucks for this. Fuck Twilight. Fuck the werewolf. Fuck the vampire. Fuck her plain Jane fucking face. Fuck Washington. And fuck the fucking Diaz brothers. Don't hold back, bro. Tell us how you really feel. My name's Chris Burns, and I approve this message. (laughs) Jesus Christ. All right, Dawn, what was the worst movie you ever saw? Oh, my God. This is going to date me again. Um. Oh my God, I'm trying to think of it. Um. Speed two. Wow. Ooh, good choice. Right. That All sucked right. out loud. That, that movie. That movie. <laughs> that really. Sucked, that movie sucked out loud. Yeah. Uh, you could. You could hear the vacuum as you walked in. What? You could hear the vacuum in the room as you walked in. Like it sucked that bad. It was bad. The first one was amazing. <clears throat> the second one just. Just, no. Yeah, no. you can't. There, there's certain movies that should never be a sequel to, and Speed would be the one that well, is near the top of that list. They went years and movies and movies. Loved it. Everyone was amazing until like the last one, Die Hard. Die Hard. Those were all great. Speed was it. They should never have. No. Wow. Agreed. Agreed. Fantastic. Agreed. And Lynch? All right, so I have two, but I think I'm going to pick The Room. The Room. All right. So a couple of years ago, James Franco made a movie about Tommy Wiseau. And he was an independent filmmaker that had no acting background, no directing background. One of the most cringeworthy, unpleasant movies to watch. Because everything, everyone overacted or didn't act at all. They were just like standing there reading cue cards. If you can find The Room on Netflix or Amazon Prime, I highly suggest it to watch because it's not supposed to be a comedy, but you will find yourself rolling on the floor because it's so fucking bad. Okay. I'm definitely going to be looking that up. You know that if you have a movie, sorry, stop it. My dog is going crazy. If you if there's a movie out there that has more than five really good actors, it's going to suck. 
More often than not, that's correct. Well, also another telltale sign is when you're watching the credits and when it says written by this person and this person, this person, comma, this person, this person and this person, this person, comma, this person. Too many cooks. Which means that the script went through six rewrites. Yeah. Right. Because they couldn't, they couldn't figure out, they couldn't mold this, they couldn't mold this turd of clay into something that was polished enough to put on screen. What was your point, Don? I said that if there was more, like I just said, it like if there's more than five really good actors in a movie, other than Steel Magnolias, because I'm sorry, that's a really good girly movie and they had great actors in there. Um, it's gonna suck. Yeah, that could. Because that's an exception. Eight actors and actresses to do a movie that's going to suck, no matter how good they are. Goodfellas might be another exception. Oh, that's a good one. See? Yeah. See? There are exceptions to there the rules. Yeah. What's your, what's your worst movie? Right. Easy for me to say. All right. So this is easy for me. The worst movie I have ever saw was Kiss Meets the Phantom <laughs> of the Park. Okay. Say it again. Kiss, Kiss Meets, meets the, the Phantom, Phantom of the, the Park. park. <laughs> it is the worst movie ever seen by anybody ever. And you can look it up free on YouTube. Yep, yep. They won't even charge you for that uh, shit. It's free. It's because nobody in their right mind would pay for it. That's what it. I'm saying, dude. It's a crime Literally, to pay if for you it. watch that movie, they'll send you a buck fifty. It's that. <laughs> it's a crime to pay for that movie. Wow. <laughs> Nothing like writing a great question and setting myself up to be fucked with. <laughs> and I should have saw that coming. God damn it. I thought you'd go like Shocker or something else. Oh, that was horrible too. Oh, that was garbage. That was garbage. I mean, other than the, than the Alice Cooper the yeah. soundtrack, that was the best part. Yeah. All right. I love it. So here it is. Another question. Are you still close to your best childhood friend? Um, you. That's a hard one because people are on and off. Like, I haven't talked to Chris in 30 years. Right. And we just spoke, and he was a really good friend. Beth Noyce, another one of my good friends. We hadn't spoken in almost 30 years. And so that is a really hard question because you haven't spoken to him, but you end up, like, finally reconnecting. Yeah. yeah so that's a good That's, that's good. a good yeah. answer. That's a good answer. Even Mike, oh, I mean, Mike, don't you remember going to WrestleMania and Worcester and your little bug? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we skipped school <laughs> in that, that shit. Going up the hills, we're all like, oh, Dude, my was God. Running on, it was running on three cylinders, so we'd be like doing 75 at the going down the hill <laughs> and then be doing 60 by the time we got to the top. It was me. Oh, yeah. not even 60. <laughs> it was it was horrible, but you know what? We got there. You were getting passed by <laughs> birds. We were like grandma in a walker ran by me up a hill. But you got flipped off by an old guy with a cane. Yeah, I mean we. But yeah, we were like, "Fuck this! We're out of school," and we just let we we're going to a college fair. See you, bye. Wow, nice. Yeah, that was um, I, I guess it depends on childhood. Um, there's friends from my old neighborhood that I still talk to to this day. Um, my friend Shane being one of them, we text back and forth once a week. Uh, high school, here you are, sitting here, right here. Here I am. Um, unfortunately, lost Jeremy 10 years ago, yep. so that would, you know, there's a reason I can't talk to him. But if he were still here, yeah, we'd still we'd still have that connection. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I'm sure he would still be at shit that we, the three, we, we'd all see. Christ, all he us. may be sitting here in a room with us at one point. <laughs> wow, that was a great question. Make, make you think a little bit. 
Speaking of thinking, hey, Lynch. So, <clears throat> one of my best friends in elementary school, we were tight since, like, kindergarten. And we <clears throat> were split up between kindergarten and junior high. And then high school, we were reunited. And then he, his dad was in the Navy, and he, he relocated. I have tried for, I want to say, 15 years to reconnect with him. I mean, he was just a solid dude. Um, so in that respect, no, unfortunately. But there are a handful of people from junior high and high school that I still talk to to this day that I've known for 30-plus years. Um, it, and it's hard because I always, when I say childhood, I, I, I always want to put the inflection that it's your formative years from 5 to 12. Okay. And and it's it's tough because, you know, you... People, people's families go in their different different ways, and they they have their obligations and military service and all that other shit. I was just gonna military families, yeah, because that was fun for me because we moved every four years. Yeah, and uh, with this guy Mike, he he um, his father was an instructor at the Groton Naval Base, so he was kind oh, of that's right. Was yeah, he was he's he was kind of like nailed there for a couple of years, but then he had an option to go. I don't know, like Hawaii or Guam or somewhere. And he took that opportunity hmm. just to kind of t- like take a break from being the instructor and just kind of do the admin stuff. Nice. And you know, the day he, the day my friend Mike left, I, we just looked at each other and we were like, man, I hope to see you again soon. Now we were 14 years old. Not for nothing, but how good of a friend was Frank? Very. Okay. Just checking. Has he called you lately? No. That schmuck. Uh, Still one of my favorite stories ever. All right. So for me, um, from basically from kindergarten through eighth, through seventh grade, through the end of seventh grade, uh, my best friend on the planet was a, was a a dude, a kid named David Wood. Um, Nobody, none of you guys will will know him. Um, We just got along really well. We hung out pretty much and did, if we had free time, um, he lived... He lived right at the bottom of Norman Drive, dude. Do you know when you turn up Norman Drive, that blue house that's right on the left, right on the corner? Yeah. That was David's house. Okay. So I'd walk down the hill, or he'd come up the hill, and that we'd, we hung out from kindergarten through, say, seventh grade. Um, after seventh grade, through high school, I didn't really have a best friend, um, per se. Um, but to answer the question and get to it, um, you are my longest friend from any of that period that i still kind of like associate with on a regular basis you don't need to like me we just have to connect <clears throat> yeah i mean and i do like you and we didn't always like each other in the beginning like that is true we really didn't give a fuck about each other in the beginning but um but yeah but now yeah like you are the longest known person that i know with that i still on a weekly daily basis if i don't talk to you three to five times a week i haven't spoken to you at all yeah, that sounds about right. If I mean, literally, if if there isn't at least a half a dozen messages in the in the show feed from you and us, on top of what I get from Lynch, there's I haven't talked to you in a week. I haven't talked to you in a year. Um, so, okay. Yeah. So it's it's I, I'd say it's pretty much you, my man. All right, Don. Did you actually have an answer to the question, or I know what you said was pretty profound. Oh, with the, your closest childhood friend. Yeah. Do you still uh, talk with your childhood friend? Well, it was really hard because I moved around every like four to five years. But 
Beth and I reconnected. Debbie Cardello, remember her? We were friends for a while, and then she just disappeared. Boobs yeah. McGee. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Boobs McGee. Lisa Heverly Singer. Lisa Singer Heverly. I've been in contact with her for the past few years, but it's just sometimes people just disappear. Yeah, it's true. You wow. know, and it's yeah. All right. All right. All right. So next question. Oh, here it is. Here we go. All right. So when you're tapping into a neighbor's phone line, oh, fuck. so you can send WWF wrestling buddy phone calls to all of your friends and not get charged and to all the neighborhood kids, one of whom is a known pol- Norwich police officer that is tough as nails and also rents an apartment in the same building to another fellow Norwich police officer. What two color wires do you use to splice in? <laughs> all right, I, I, all right. I got to tell a story because I'm, I'm getting hung now. So, as uh, Herm alluded to, to all you wonderful folk out there, and to you, Don, on the phone, um, surprise. We we did a, a somewhat less than legal thing in our twenties. We were uh, had an apartment together, and our phone got cut off because the dude who had the phone under his name moved and never, just never. Yeah, and they and they wouldn't give us a phone for a while because he had issues with the phone. So they wouldn't give the same address, a new phone for like... Until he paid yeah, the was, gimmick. That, it was like a month. We had to wait a month before it would could happen. So... We uh, found a way to tap into the neighbor's phone, and we knew when he was home and when he wasn't home, and we just used his phone. <laughs> and I don't remember the color of the wires. Thank you very much. Uh, the correct answer to that question is red and green. Okay. I don't think anybody else has an answer to this question, so fuck you, Herm. Wow. Leave it to you. Yes, and, and not, not for anything, but we did send WWF Wrestling Buddy birthday greetings to the neighborhood children. And- okay, and so he, he referenced John, the cop. We sent one to John's son. <laughs> John's son was shaped like a bowling ball as a child, yep, and he's like now a, like a cop. A, like a little refrigerator with a pumpkin on yeah. top. Yeah, <laughs> and he comes, he comes screaming down the steps, through the driveway, banging on our door like he's the DEA. Mike! Chris! We immediately ran and jumped in the closet because we thought it was somebody coming for rent. Right, and he's like, Mike! Chris! Brett Manhart called me! <laughs> yep, yeah, yeah. so Jonathan came over and told us about the fact that Brett the Hitman Hart called him, and it was amazing. But, yep, we may or may not have fractured a few rules when we were younger. I think fractured is a nice way of saying it. Fractured's a nice way. You know, it doesn't mean we broke them, but, you know, they, there could be a hairline split in that shit. Lord, I apologize, and uh, be with the starving pygmies in New Guinea. Amen. Amen. <laughs> All right, so here it is. Here it is. Another question, and... Oh, here it is. Dawn. What was your favorite childhood meal, and do you still like it? Um, the second part of the answer is no. First part that I loved, my mom would make this casserole, this tuna casserole, but she put like a ton of shit in it, shit in it, and I loved it. Hold on a minute. Now you got you have three of us retching <laughs> right now. Hot mayonnaise, bad. Oh, hot mayonnaise. Now, bad. if I were to smell it. I would be retching oh. because you know, no. Imagine that as a oh, candle. That's like my son. Oh, 
my son is five years was five years old when he started having sushi and cherry stones and oysters. Like that's my son. Anything like anything like tuna, anything I can't do anymore. Nope. Nope. Okay. I used to love steamers. Can't do them anymore. All right. I know I've had the gurgle tonight, but now it's coming the other way because <laughs> tuna casserole. God. Ugh. Okay. Favorite childhood I meal? Love- do I still like it today? Chicken parm? Yes, I do. Oh my God, yes. Uh, so, <clears throat> since we didn't really, I didn't really grow up with a, with a lot of money, and you know, meals were improvised, like cabinet creations. Um, my mom would make, and this is gonna make you cringe: mac and cheese, hot dogs. Ooh. Baked beans yeah. with breadcrumbs on top, and sometimes tuna fish. Okay, you had me until the tuna fish. Until the tuna fish happened, <laughs> we were, I could see I was, myself making that tomorrow night. Until yeah, you said tuna, yeah, I, because if you, yeah, you throw another meat on there like pork, and it's there you go. There but it it's, is. Pro- it's protein. That's what she's trying to do. Because hot dogs aren't protein. Mac and cheese, I love. But yeah, you you had me at ugh, tuna. So. I, <laughs> And I know it, that I grew up, my, my dad and I used to go fishing every day in the summer. So nowadays, if I want seafood, it has to be a very rare occasion. Like I'll eat sushi here and there. Um, I'll do fried, like fried fish and chips. But if I, I don't ever wake up in the morning going, I want a nice broiled salmon or a nice broiled cod with veggies and rice. No, no, I, I ate fish every fucking day from September until March. And then the hot dog and mac and cheese and hamburger helper. Were you okay? Thank you for saying those two words in tandem. Were you ever so poor that you only ate helper <laughs> with no hamburger? Yeah, pretty damn close. Okay, yep. But that still is good, though. Yeah, I will that's tell true. Still is really good. But if you were to put any any of those dishes in front of me right now, I couldn't do it. Okay, I could not do it. Number All one, right. the salt content. He's like, you might, I just give me a fucking salt look and, and nail it to the wall. This might be the most retching we've had during one episode. <laughs> Pretty close. Oh. All right. So that's what it's me now, right? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So my favorite childhood meal was um, my mom made the best sauce. My favorite childhood meal was my mom's all day slow cooker, meatballs and sausage and sauce. Um, to the point where it it's my my mother still knows it as my birthday meal. Nice. Um, my birthday meal is mom spaghetti and meatballs and sausage and and corn. Okay. And literally to the like I'll be eating that this year. Like next Tuesday, I'll be making that and eating it. That's I was going to say when eat. we record next Monday night, it is Herm's birthday. Yep, yep, yep. So um that so yes, that was my favorite childhood meal, and yes, I still like it. Pasta, uh, spaghetti and meatballs with the corn mixed right into the plate. Not even a side, just right. It's not in the sauce. It's served separate, but then it all just goes but it, Okay. No, you got me. Good deal. Good it, deal. Like, like, like Italian Someone shepherd's pie. I was pie. just going to say Italian shepherd's pie. <laughs> what, minus, were you, what were you saying, Don? It was, it's almost like it's chili. You just put that in the sauce and you put it on the stove and you add all that yeah, stuff. And yeah, yeah, and everybody didn't always care for it, but that was my... That was my favorite childhood. Meal. I'm learning far too much about you people and tuna. I want you to know. 
All right, moving on. Oh, what would you are scheduled for execution today? <laughs> Lynch, what would your last meal be? And I want to preface this because he's thinking, I listen to, you know, I listen to Jimmy Wisman and Small Town Murder a lot. He's a friend of mine and he goes nuts during the episodes when he hears about, all right, they're going to execute him. Here's his final meal. I get a kick out of that because here's some of the silly shit people do. Mine would be actually kind of simple. Nice, well, well home cooked plate of chicken fettuccine Alfredo with broccoli. Nice loaf of garlic bread, cheesed, and a carrot cake. That's it. Okay. And a Mountain Dew to to, to deliver the sauce. Okay. All right. I want. I want to. I'm gonna throw this one to Dawn. I want to hear what she has to say. Herm, I got to hear yours too. All right. My mom makes a um, Sora. Stop it. My dog is attacking me right now. Um, oh, uh, she makes. Unbelievable uh, burrito. It's made out of um, pot roast. So I would have that because it has everything, cheese, all the good stuff. However, I would also have her make, she makes this chocolate macadamia cheesecake. It's a thousand calories per slice. So I would probably have a couple bites of burrito and just down that cake. Wow. (laughs) Chocolate macadamia and cheesecake, it is amazing. Okay. So that's what I would That's phenomenal. I gotta just, try, oh, wow, just give me a fork. Pot roast burrito <laughs> yeah. sounds fantastic. Right, right, right. Right. All right. So Lynch. Already, he already gave. Already, um, oh, did he? You're did he, up. I missed it? Yeah. yeah. All right. So me? All right. So if I'm dying today, um, I'm going to need to have a 26-ounce... Japanese Wagyu beef steak, salt crusted with with coarse black pepper. I'm gonna need um, seared asparagus, drizzled Ooh. with bacon fat, um, and a little garlic. Uh, I'm gonna need a monster potato, something the size that they serve at the biggie at the main tent. Okay, uh, like a potato the size of your head. And I'm gonna need a slice of my key lime pie. Very nice. Ooh, there it is. Sounds there it is good. Right there. Very That's nice. It. There it is. If I, it's it's my last meal ever. I want a good porterhouse steak, medium. Uh, dress it up however you like. Ask me ahead of time. Don't don't know. Don't care. I want a lobster, uh, pan seared Brussels sprouts with a little capers. Mm-hmm. I want a strawberry cheesecake, a bucket of KFC, two burritos from Taco Bell, a half gallon of Neapolitan ice cream, a 12-pack of Miller Lite, and a stick of bubblegum. So when they do your autopsy, they're going to say you died of fucking fat. Hey, I'm, I'm going to beat the government to the punch. That's right. I'm either going to have a heart attack or they're strapping me in one or the other. You can't have both. That's it. That was an A++ on that one. Thank you very much. That's what I want for my birthday dinner, too. I would add the ribeye steak. Okay, I'll, I'll put I put a ribeye in there. Yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, amazing because yeah. it's so fatty and it's so good. <laughs> his ice cream his ice cream test came back with a high level of fat. Right, <laughs> zero blood. <laughs> I can hear his fucking arteries hardening from here. <laughs> you hear that knocking? Go big or go home. I'm never gonna eat again. <laughs> I may as well just throw all this shit in. That's my arteries hardening. Oh, stop it! <laughs> all right. <laughs> 
<laughs> All right. Here it is. Oh, we're going to start with, 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 we'll start with Dawn on this one. Okay. Name one dish that your mom made that you miss now, but hated as a child. Oh, you guys are going to have the uh, um, reflex on this one. My mom makes the best liver, bacon, and onions. Liver. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I didn't like that. So uh, I couldn't stand it growing up, but like she marinates the liver in milk overnight. So it takes out all the little... But you, you annihilate it with the onions and the bacon. You don't taste the liver because she cooks the liver in with the bacon after. It's, you don't taste the liver. It's just like you're having bacon and onions. Okay. My skin is crawling. Uh, yeah. All right. I told you guys were going to be like, Whoa. we're having a little bit of trouble here in the studio. We'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, <the girl. laughs> this segment sponsored by Pepto-Bismol. <clears throat> oh, man. So yeah, that's my. That's right. a good one. All right, and you? Oh, what, that my mother made as a kid that I hated that I miss now would be oh I'm trying to think of the name of it. Fucking help me here. Uh, da 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 da. Fuck 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 fuck. Oh Uh get back to me. I got to think about this. Heard Lynch. All right, so my grandmother Lynch used to make shit on a shingle. Which I hated, oh. hated as a kid. Love but her, SMS. her recipe for that, she would hand make the biscuits. Like not just like Bisquick. It was the flour. She would pound out the the the, the pastry mm-hmm. and home cook the right. the pastries. Um, she would get ground beef or venison that my grandfather had shot earlier in the season because he was a hunter. Um saute that and get that nice and reduced with onions uh ground peppercorns uh her own they would make their own better buttermilk because my my grandfather ran a dairy farm when my dad was a kid so he knows he knew how to do that so he would get raw milk and make buttermilk out of it okay and i hated it as a kid looking back now when i have shit on a shingle at like Herb's Country Diner down the street or where, whatever diner we're at, it pales in comparison to what I remember that my grand, grandfather and grandmother could make on a Sunday morning at 10 a.m., you know, serving at 10 a.m., starting at like 6 mm-hmm. to get all the shit ready. Okay. So I remembered mine now. My mom would make macaroni and put cottage cheese into it, mm-hmm. drain it, just that now you got the the curds and whatnot yep, yep. and depending on how saucy she felt you could throw in a like a canned vegetable or something make it a little brighter oh or... she she's making midwest hot dish pretty much pretty she's much making yeah. midwestern hot dish and as a yep. kid i just i looked at it it looked like vomit in a bowl and when i moved to florida that was one of the first things she was cooking one day like what are you cooking oh i'm making a macaroni and cottage cheese dish i'm like fire me up man she looked at me like i had three heads and one of them was staring at myself like what, what the hell are you are you my son because you hate this. My mom used to make that as a side. It was, I mi- it was I miss egg that noodles shit. with butter and, and small curd cottage cheese. Yep, was, I miss that. It was good. Wow. Yeah, my mom used to do mac and cheese with peas in it, so at least you're having it, some veggies with the mac and Yo, cheese. Yo, if I dig yeah. into a mac and cheese at your house and there's fucking peas in it, everybody's dying, including the dog. <laughs> I'm just saying. 
That's a nice pup. I'll show you a picture. She's got a nice pup. It's it's all right. Everybody is dying, including the fucking dog. The dog should live. Yeah. I'm dog not... had nothing to do with it. He don't want no peas. Licks his own ass and eats out of a bowl on the floor. Come on, man. What has he got to do with it? Still doesn't want peas. Well, that's so true. Why? Yeah, but. But that's what you put in shepherd's pie too. There's the peas and the corn and the potatoes and the beef. Well, I I leave peas out of my shepherd's pie. <laughs> I I hate I hate cooked peas. Ugh. Texture. But no, 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 no. It's not the canned peas. It has to be the frozen peas because the canned peas are mush. Yeah. Well, even the, the fr- even the frozen peas, once they... I, I'll take frozen peas, thaw them out, and eat them raw. You probably still have nightmares about that silver can. It was the only vegetable that came in a silver can was the peas. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The, oh. the, the Del Monte yeah. small yeah. cans. There you yeah. go. See, my mother only bought Lesores. That's she the would, one. Yeah. She yeah. will only Del Monte buy Lesores. Is it? Aren't they the same? Whatever. No. Well, Del Monte does, but Lesur is an actual specific brand, and it's a sp- it's actual specific pea. And it, they were the small short cans. I, re- I remember stocking them at the grocery store. We're going off the deep end about peas. This is wrong. Peas and carrots. <laughs> For real. What, what, what did you guys? Peas. Peas. So if you have mac and cheese, and it's really hot. You take peas out of the freezer, put them in there, so they just melt enough, where because of the heat of the mac and cheese, and then you have the good pop. Okay. That okay. makes sense. All right. I'm still not so doing it, but I hear it. All right. You put it in there, you just put them in there frozen, and they thaw out, and boom. I like your style. All right. All right. Cooking tips with Don Beaudry. For real. All right. So um, I'm I'm at an impasse with this, this question. Um, my mother was an amazing cook when I was young. Um, there pretty much wasn't a meal that she put out um, – that I can think of two meals that she created the entire time I was growing up. Um, one of them was she attempted to make egg drop soup once, and the egg drops didn't drop in, but when it dropped in, it basically turned it, it, it thickened the soup. So it was a very thick chicken soup. Um, wasn't bad, just wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, the only thing I couldn't handle for dinner was liver. If liver and and my dad loved it and she loved it, but if it was made, I ate vegetables and a peanut butter and jelly. You know, I'm now inspired to create my own liver recipe, but I'm gonna do it as if it were my liver. I'll eat it in so many other ways, dude. I'll eat foie gras. Oh, trust me on this. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna soak the liver in in whiskey for about 49 years, and then cook it and serve it. Oh, it's you got that recipe. We're calling it Chris's liver. Chris's liver. Yes. No, 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 no. Midwestern style bratwurst, you simmer them in onions and beer, and then you throw it on the grill. Yeah. That is, you just, you just cook everything in beer or wine. It's a beautiful thing. It is a beautiful beer thing. Beer and wine make everything taste better, but you have to have garlic too because I'm a garlic and, yeah. Amen. All, All right. right. So what we, got, we got? We got two questions left. All right. All right. So, All right. <laughs> We're gonna let's we're gonna ask Lynch this question first. Okie dokie. Who was your first love? Ooh. 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 Daisy Duke is not an option, by the way. Right, right. No, right. we're going we're, real world here. We're yeah. going real world. Peep somebody yeah, later. That, um the guy from uh Dukes of Hazard on because Snyder or whatever his John, that John was Schneider. My... John Schneider. Yeah. Oh <laughs> <laughs> easy now. <laughs> um he looks great for his age. He's he's a good looking man. I'm not I'm not gonna be shy. I'll admit it. He's a good looking dude. I want to know how well I'm going to the Google machine now because if he's not 106, I'm gonna be upset. No, nah, he's gotta be like 65. All Six, right, 60 yeah. to 65. 
old. I mean, we're old. He's not that old. Um, <laughs> my first love. <clears throat> it kind of like folds into my first crush. I went to school with this girl, Rebecca, who was a redhead. I have a thing for redheads. I want to say if if I were to pick a first crush slash love, it would be her. Okay. Really nice girl. Um, we were young. We were in like fifth, sixth grade. We always hung out together. But again, it was more like a friendship versus like anything beyond that. You're in fifth or sixth grade. I mean, really. What other than holding hands, walking home? That's about as extreme as we got. But yeah, she was a she was a really nice person. Um, another person who I would like to make contact with again. I know she's still local to New England. I know she doesn't live in Connecticut anymore. Uh, her and her sister moved out west and then came back. Um, that's as much as I know because I saw her at our reunion, our five-year reunion and our ten-year reunion. Mm. So, okay, that's that's my answer. The answer for for Dawn's sake. John Richard Schneider was born on April 8th, 1960, making him 61 years old. Oh, no, there you go. He's still available. <laughs> He's still low-hanging fruit. <laughs> his balls may hang low, but his fruit is available. So I have a chance? <laughs> <laughs> oh, like Jason Momoa and Lisa Bonet. Yeah. Down. Oh, so I have oh, a chance? <laughs> That one's really sad, though. Those yeah, that broke my heart in three pieces. <laughs> you yeah. give a shit about celebrity marriage. Broke my black, shallow heart in no pieces. You know, it would have been better if he just went Chris Benoit on her ass. No. I like no. her. No. I like her. See, I'm getting a laugh from her, and the other two are like, no, stop. Listen to you. <laughs> no. Why is it when I utter the name of Chris Benoit, you just start laughing like a fucking maniac? Chris is giggling like a schoolgirl with a skinny. Uh, oh, no. anywho, who's <laughs> next? Who's next on this question? He, he, you. He's always a great answer to a question, though. Yeah, just he to throw is. out. Uh huh. Oh wow. Uh, my first true love uh, it had to be my high school girlfriend, Mary. Um, we still keep in contact to this day, which is good. Uh, her husband's a really great guy. She lives in the Dallas Fort Worth area now, and uh, you know, you get those that that memory that pops up in your head. You're driving. You hear a song. You. You know, you see yep. a particular building, you're like, oh, I, w- I wonder how Mary's doing today. Do, 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 do. You send out the little text message, you get one back, thinking of you, okay, cool, hi, how are you, ding. But yeah, that was that was my first introduction to real love. Nice, very nice. Because Dawn would never date me because <coughs> she was an elitist and hated me forever. That's right. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, my- go ahead, go ahead. You can say it. he's an asshole. I did. I said he's an asshole. I'll okay. back that up. All right. Now All that right. that's clear. All right. So <laughs> my answer to this question, um, my first my first love was a young lady by the name of Sabra Nelson. Um, that name sounds awfully familiar. Um, I pined for this girl. Late in bed, awake at night, wishing she was an amazing, amazing girl with a heart of gold. Um, and it never really happened, but it, we reconnected after high school and we were getting ready to, um, reconnect and actually, and I, and I don't mean in a, in a, in a, in a, in a romantic way, but we were always really great friends, but, um, she, uh, I had spoken to her, uh, about eight, 
30 uh, at night and um, she went to bed and she never woke up. Oh my, oh my God. Um, I found out on Facebook the next morning that she had passed. Um, just kind of crushed me. Oh my Lord. It was horrible. How old? Um, not old, like same age as we are, but like, I don't know, 10 years ago. So you're about 39-ish? Oh. Yeah, yeah, 39, 40, right Same around there. Same age as Jeremy, yeah. Maybe no older than 42, 43. Wow. Um, but yeah, she just passed away in the night with a, the heart thing. And literally, like, I I had... I, it, it just killed me. Wow. Well, that just leaves Dawn to uh, answer this question. Dawn, your first true love. Okay, it would have to be Mike. It was before my freshman year of high school. Um, his parents were military. My parents military. Uh, we dated for a good two years, but they moved out to Washington State. Uh, I was a freshman. He was a senior at Fitch. So he moved to Washington State. My mom and dad actually flew me out there for his prom. Really nice guy, but when you're a freshman in high school and you live on the opposite sides of the EE, it does not work. But yeah, that was my first. Wow. Long distance relationship. Some deep stuff going on here today. Parents loved him. I mean, what parents would fly you out for a senior prom? I missed a week week of school. Nice. My freshman year. That's amazing. Wow, that is amazing. Wow. So, yeah. All right. Looks would... like. Looks like. Uh, I'm sorry. You were. You were still speaking. My apologies. No. 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 I was just like that was mine. That was my first love. All right. All right. First... We... I keep stepping on on her. I'm so sorry, Dawn. No. No. It's okay. It's a hard because I'm. You guys are all in studio and I'm on my phone. You guys right. are all together. Yeah. Well, we're just gonna have to bring you down here sometime yeah, for the we'll next woman's perspective. Her, just have her in studio guest. Yep. Why make sure, not? make sure, Lynch. You're wearing socks, please. Okay. We don't want to scare her with my hobbit feet. Oh my lord! Looks like he's climbed the uh, cobblestones <laughs> barefoot. I hate shoes. All right. It, never mind. Here comes the main event. So Last here it question. Is. Last question of the well, night. I agree with him that he hates shoes because when I, I was born in California, immediately we moved to Hawaii. Moving back to moving from Hawaii to Maryland, I hated shoes hated shoes to this day i'll actually go out in the snow if i have to run to my car i won't put shoes on i do the same thing you are too sick people <sighs> I, hey when i went to college in michigan we went we went oh i almost said a little bad word we went um swimming in lake november <laughs> oh my i want to say it's the word skinny was involved in that yeah it was okay <laughs> You guys will have to excuse me for a few minutes. Can, Chunk- I, bar- can I borrow these tissues? Chunky yes. dunking. Thank you. <laughs> I'll save it for after because we've reached the main event. All right. So, Chris. Yes. What did you want most for Christmas as a kid? Wow. Never got it either. Um, all those years, you beg and you plead and you beg and you plead. I just I wanted a guitar. I didn't care if it was a Japanese acoustic guitar that you got for thirty bucks in the Sears catalog, or a six hundred dollar, you know, a PRS box, a two by four, and four strings. Right. Yeah. 
And I got the little toy guitars, um, one that had Kiss on it, one that had the Dukes of Hazard on it, strangely enough, since we were just talking about John Schneider. But I never got that real guitar. And when I got into high school and started working and doing my thing, bought my own goddamn guitar. Fuck you, Santa Claus. Fuck you, Mom and Dad. That's it. <coughs> all right. I'm still angry, dude. I can be angry all I want. Turn in your voice. Nope. Don't nope. hold back. <laughs> I never do. Yeah, I know. All right, Lynch. Um, well, same answer, but Dad pulled through. He had one that I would play, and he saw that I was I was ten years old, and he saw that I enjoyed trying to learn on that old cobbled together guitar he had from the sixties. So, through working overtime and working a second job, he put together enough money to get me i still have the guitar somewhere in this room it's probably in a case somewhere but um it's not on the wall okay currently see because i'm looking around just like you i'm like where the fuck is it no it's 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 in a case <clears throat> um he bought me a uh round back acoustic guitar from Ron, ron's guitars when it was still on bridge street and Groton. oh my god i remember that place um when it was next to paul's tv yep yes 19 yeah. 1982 when he first opened yep and my dad and ron struck up a friendship and from there i struck up a friendship with with ron and all the instructors there and that's what propelled me to be a guitarist and love music nice um his dad guido was the um custodian at groton city hall so when guido went to larry my dad and said hey my son's starting a guitar shop i know you play guitar why don't you go down and check it out? And that's my dad's like, oh, I got to buy a Christmas guitar. Nice. That was probably the best Christmas ever. All right. And Dawn? I don't have a good answer for this one. I was not spoiled. Number one, I was not spoiled, but I always got what I wanted for Christmas. Well, that just let the air out of the fucking balloon. Yeah, and, and I, 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 I trying to think of something believe me i've been trying to think of something you could but... have just thrown out holly hobby oven or some bullshit like that strawberry shortcake <laughs> oh i had strawberry shortcake i had all that <laughs> i never got the cabbage patch kid the garbage pail oh, kid <laughs> of course you did <laughs> hey my mom actually took on a job while we were at school so that she could make extra fun money and man that was there was a place right down where she worked from and that's what she got <laughs> nice all right, that's a good mom. I answer, I hate saying that because I'm not spoiled. I, I truly not, but I always got. Okay. All right. But it was never anything expensive. Okay. All right. It was it was right. very low key. It was just it was never expensive. All right. All right. All right. So so my answer to the question is, um, uh, first of all, I want to say that my parents did really well for making sure that I pretty much got whatever the big item I wanted was that year. Um, whatever it was. Um, there was one item my entire childhood that was always on the top of the list, but it was almost like a subsection. It was on the list and then it started. And then below that started my, 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 my top request. Okay. The only thing that my parents did not get me for Christmas that I really wanted as a child was a two-stroke dirt bike. Okay. 
It's the oh, only yeah. gift they never got me. Um, when I wanted the shotgun, they got it. If I wanted the stereo system that year, they got it. If I wanted what uh, a, a new bike with all the bells and whistles, that they would get it. The the dirt bike that was always on the list n- was never a gift. And I don't fault Even anybody I- for that at all. They worked really hard and did really good. It's just the one thing that I never got that I really wanted. I can say the same thing about my parents, too. But, yeah, I'm still... 49 years, I'm bent. I wanted that fucking guitar. <laughs> no, but seriously, I will tell you, because you didn't get that bike that you really wanted, it was because mom was like, no, it's not safe. Because me being No, a mom, it had nothing to do with safe. It was because they'd know I'd be a holy fucking terror on that thing in the neighborhood, and they knew what was coming. They knew you, my parents... My parents knew what kind of a son they had. <laughs> that's, that's, yeah, that's awesome. Looking out for his best interests and their best interests. Correct. That's why it because they knew what kind of kid you were. And they were worried about you because we all, I mean, we all uh, wrecked havoc everywhere. But Us? I can say probably why she didn't get it. They didn't get it for you because they knew what kind of kid you were. Do you remember blowing donuts on the junior high school in the junior high school football field in the Volkswagen yes. in the snow? Yes. We, don- we never did anything bad. Who was donuts? What's that? Who's donuts? Who's, Who's donuts? donuts? Hey, I he may not be gay, Ledger. but 20 bucks, 20 bucks. <laughs> 20 right. bucks is 20 bucks. I used to go in the middle school in Ledger and do donuts in that, in that parking lot because it was freaking amazing. Well, Mike took it to a new level by going no, on to I the dr- football field. I just field. drove onto the football field, the whole field. I took the Volkswagen <laughs> down the hill in the embankment, and then we just drove around and shredded the entire football field and then drove up and left. Yeah. That is awesome. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, we did donuts, and we, we did uh, fast and furious moves uh, all over the place and then just drove up the up the embankment and left. We should have had a movie, Gale's Ferry Drift. We should have. We should have. Good shit. But guys, please give Dawn a round of applause before we say goodbye. The female perspective was great. Yeah, it was great having you on the show. Yeah, thank you, Dawn. Talking to you guys. All right. Well, we're not we're not going to make it uh, thirty more years. I know. No, I was just ner- I was a little nervous. I'm like, okay, what are the questions going to be? And none of those questions are as bad as I thought they were going to be. We're just going to have to try harder next we're, time. We're just going to have to try harder. Apparently, we failed. Say, really uh, raunchier. <laughs> oh, so you expected raunchier? Oh, I okay. Challenge accepted. accepted. Don't throw us a gauntlet. <laughs> <laughs> she has thrown it down. We are now picking it up. Dawn, <laughs> you have a great night. Thank you again. I will talk to you before you know it. Okay. Thank right. you, Dawn, again. Thank you very much. All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Good night. Good night. So the female perspective, that was fun. I certainly enjoyed hearing different, you know, from a female, like, again, yeah, I keep saying the female perspective, listen to me, but yeah, it's, it's true. It was, uh, there goes my voice again, Peter Brady. <laughs> Time to change. But it, it was kind of fun hearing, you know, what a female would have to say. And that was, that came from one of our listeners that said, <clears throat> you know, you're doing questions from the hat again, but the last time it was all like macho, macho, macho crap. All right. We're bringing it this time. Sending it full throttle. Anything you guys want to add before we go? No, no, no. I think that was rather interesting. I yeah. think a good round of questions. Uh, like I, like Dawn kind of kind of said, is that we <clears throat> we kept them focused and succinct. And I think this was a really good round of questions. Uh, that's why I came up with a theme for mine. Just kind of kind of make it simple. Mm-hmm. 
Um, great answers. Great viewpoint from Dawn, and I really appreciate that. I don't want her to be the only female viewpoint we have on the show. Absolutely not. No, no. And Crystal Bob would be another. There you go. Would be another really. That's where the questions would start off normal, and they would turn raunchy. They would would devolve into a pit of just sarcasm and disgusting. That would be too much fun. I will reach out to Crystal Bob with haste and get right on it. Let's set it up. Uh, What do you say? A month from now. We'll do another hat. All right. One month. All right. Good. And I learned way too much about tuna and the rest of you motherfuckers to last me the rest of my goddamn life. But guys, don't forget, go to the Facebook page if you haven't done so already. I have announced the contest. It will run until April 4th at midnight Eastern. For all the details, go to the Dysfunction Junction Show Facebook page. The video is there. Get all the information. Yeah, it will probably be another week or two before we actually start dropping questions. Yep. So when you guys have some time to go back and do some 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 re-listening to, to study up on mm-hmm. what we could possibly ask you. Exactly. And in the end, all I want to say is please don't die. Please don't die. Please don't die. So cue those drums, and we will be back right here next week. Don't know the topic yet, but we have a week to think about it. Hope you guys had fun. We had fun. Lynch, Herm, we're out. We're out.